Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that has ever existed, a podcast on the Lughole Network. Uh, it is a very crazy week for me, uh, for a bunch of reasons that I'll tell you in a second, but it's super fitting that it's a crazy week, given the theme of the podcast this week. Uh, this week, I'm talking to Stefano Benatti from the Cappuccino at Six podcast about songs that make you say, why does this work? Um, it's a super fun cool conversation we talk about all sorts of uh, genre bending music really just music that uh you know really pushes the boundaries of you know things that you expect and it's super fun super cool there's so much stuff that uh i got exposed to in this conversation that you know is incredible and you know stuff that i you know when i first heard it i was kind of like what but is all really cool really cool i really enjoyed this this was such a fun conversation before I play you the audio, you can follow Cappuccino at 6 on Instagram. They're at Cappuccino at 6. Cappuccino AT and the number 6. Uh, you can find it in the episode notes. And check out their podcast. It's super cool. Uh, we start this conversation with Stefano uh, explaining a little bit about it. Uh, and you can follow me on my social media. I'm at James P. Crowley on Instagram, TikTok, James P. Crowley 68 on Twitter. The podcast is on Instagram. James Crowley's Infinite Playlist on Instagram. Lots of cool stuff. Also, this week, the thing that makes this week so crazy for me is um, if you're listening to this on release day, Wednesday, uh, tomorrow you'll be able to watch the Discovery Plus uh, episode four of their documentary Onision in real life. And um, I was interviewed for the documentary to talk about a little bit about Onision because I'd covered it at my old job. And it's a, you know... I'm only in two very small parts, but, you know, it's so cool to be a part of it and it's really an interesting and informative documentary you know especially exploring all the allegations against onision so check that out if you're discovery plus survivor uh (laughs) subscriber not survivor wow that is a freudian slip but anyway let's get right into the podcast So before we get talking about music, uh, yep. can you kind of tell people what to expect if they listen to Cappuccino at six? Well, first of all, uh, we're currently on a hiatus and we are putting out our third season uh, soon, later this month. It's quite a busy period for me as I'm moving out and moving uh, to, to different homes. So uh, we're recording in advance and uh, the... They should expect basically what we've done so far in the podcast, which is a short, well-crafted, that, that's other people saying that and not, not bragging, uh, well-crafted 20-minute episode with every time a different guest and a different topic and, and interviews. Uh, it's interview-based. Cool. Um, and when is it making a comeback? 99.9%, I'm saying May the 20th. Okay. Cool. No, it's no problem. But okay, cool. So before we get into the playlist, what type of music do you typically listen to? Metal. <laughs> I saw that on your uh, your Instagram that you were sharing a bunch of metal stuff. And I mean, it's pretty obvious yeah. from a lot of the stuff on the playlist that 
you're definitely in a metal. Yeah, I'm not an elitist. You know, those people like, oh, I only listen to true 80s heavy metal yeah. uh, or Black Sabbath. It's nothing like that. I actually like also different genre. And especially like when metal gets blended with something else. For instance, in my playlist, the playlist uh, we're playing tonight, it's you know mixed with reggae, mixed with folk, with all electronic music. It's not a, a genre that I I'm enjoying more and more uh, these years. So, but ninety percent of what I listen to is is metal. Awesome. Uh, well, so that's kind of a perfect transition. So the theme of the playlist was kind of, why does this work? You know, kind of the crazy genre fusions and metal, you know, the thing that I thought about a lot when I was thinking about this is metal really lends itself to fusing with other genres very well. Just, I think because metalheads are already kind of outside the box thinkers to begin with. So they kind of end up thinking like, you know, there's a lot of acts that are kind of like, well, what if we took a metal song and just made it even crazier? Absolutely. It's, uh, it has the most subgenre for, for a music genre, I think. And yeah. I think I'm not saying anything stupid with <laughs> it. Uh, it. It can be on everything. Yeah, and still sound good if you know what you're playing. And I also feel that it's one of the few kind of music that uh, can carry on this uh, the the complicated um, music that you can listen to with, with classical music with jazz. You know, progressive metal is one of my favorite subgenre. Uh, I'm talking about bands like Dream Theater or even more recent bands like Periphery, Protesta Hero. Uh, you don't know where this song is heading to. It's always yeah. a surprise. Absolutely. That's, you know, and that's something that kind of drew me in when I was first listening to metal when I was, you know, a little kid, you know, just because it's already so, it's already extreme and varied, you know, in its own right. And then you could kind of do all sorts of crazy different things with it, which I love. Absolutely. Um, so what was kind of your approach when putting together the playlist? Well, I, I thought about what were the songs that at first I, I took a listen to and said, I like it, but I shouldn't be liking it, you know? Why? Is it right for me to like this song? Because <laughs> you're always thinking, and, and this is something actually sad, but I, I feel like many metalheads have this kind of thoughts that, am I a true metalhead if I listen to this music? Maybe maybe get caught and, and, and made fun of, but in the end... I think it's fine. I mean, you can listen to whatever you want and still be a metalhead, as I do. Absolutely. Well, let's hop right into it with your first pick, which was Rat Race by Skindred. Yeah. 
Kindred. Yep. I don't know if I'm even pronouncing that right. Kindred, um, yeah. Uh, tell me about this one. Uh, this is something I discovered probably on YouTube, maybe putting on shuffle mode. You know, I, I, so when I work, I'm, I work as a web developer, so uh, we get to listen to music a lot while programming because it's it can be boring so it's nice to have a background kind of like your, your regular mechanic that has the, the music blasting yeah. when he's repairing cars so uh i probably i just put youtube on a shuffle mode and this came out uh, i said wow <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> never i've never heard reggae in a metal context yeah and of course the singer is jamaican i mean yeah that's the only the only people that can sing reggae is probably people from Jamaica. <laughs> Hope this is not a racist sentence because it, these times it's it's really hard to be not you know uh, labeled as racist or anything like like that you know. Uh, but <laughs> I hope I said something fine with with the audience. Uh, it's amazing the the way the way reggae blends with metal the the reggae lyrics and then I found out that actually reggae is quite good. Reggaeton yeah. sucks. I mean, it, <laughs> they have they have the same name, almost. But w- one is a complete, I don't know, radio friendly. It's not really my thing. So, right. It's uh, one is trash. Uh, reggae actually is good. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. it's one of those things where like you can definitely kind of hear that reggae and ska influence kind of in the instrumental when you're listening close. But it's also done super well because it's blended so well that like if you're just kind of listening casually, it could also kind of just sound like like a new metal track. Like I could definitely hear like a band like Corn or you know even like Limp Bizkit doing a song sort of like this. The bass, the bass, it's new metal. Yeah. I agree with you. The lyrics are reggae. And sometimes the, the singer starts screaming in, in a more metalish yeah. way. And that's where, where the magic happens. You know, that, that's where you can feel the, 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 the dots connecting, you know. Yeah. I also felt like um, in the bridge, there was a little bit of like a power metal feel. <laughs> like it almost sounded like if Limp Bizkit. Maybe. They use, they use the piano a lot. The oh, piano. And so, because that's, that's another instrument that I think that it's, you know, quite present with reggae. So um, sometimes, you know, little choruses uh, of the ladies, you know, <laughs> yeah. singing in a uh, gospelish reggae way. Uh, it's something different, something I've never heard of before. And I really enjoy them. I don't know if there are any other bands that play this kind of music, but I, I feel like they are quite unique. Yeah. Definitely. It's it's something you don't typically think about. And I do think that there are bands that kind of are starting to fuse more of that stuff. But I think that, you know, in kind of terms of, you know, that was one of the first times I'd heard something kind of like that. But let's roll on into my first song, which was um, 800 Decibel Cloud by 100 Gex. What you think, yeah. Heard me one too many times like a tree, yeah. I Um, 
which for me, I end up thinking if you're going to talk about like crazy genre fusions, I think that right now 100 Gex is one of the most popular artists kind of doing that where, you know, a lot of their songs kind of embrace pop music. It's, you know, kind of that typical, you know, catchy choruses, crazy auto tune. But then you have a song like this that's kind of already a little bit abrasive, but it's still kind of like electronic and poppy. But then you get to that outro and it's just straight like Cannibal Corpse grindcore. Yeah, so I was expecting something like that because I, I mean, with an intro like that, I was like, yeah, okay, fine. Let's let's yeah. see what it's heading to. And, and when the drop came, I'm like, oh, hold on a second now. Yeah. <laughs> now this now this is getting interesting. And uh, again, something I'd never heard of before. Uh, something uh, that I feel it's I feel could play well you know with with a broader audience like i don't know how well it has one million views so i guess yeah. they, they they are quite known but i feel like this i don't know maybe not played on the radio but you know it could uh i think it uh, many people can enjoy that even even people who listen to regular pop music or dance music may enjoy this actually for some reason i don't know maybe yeah well, you like can weird, listen. Like, like this. <laughs> if you listen to like their other songs, their other songs are kind of you know more of like a standard pop music sort of thing. You know, there's all sorts of crazy stuff in there and all sorts of genre fusions, but there really is sort of a a pop sensibility <laughs> throughout their stuff where you're kind of like, oh, these songs are still really catchy, even though they're very noisy and kind of out there. Um, and even one of the guys in the band. Uh, he has gone on to produce for people like Charlie XCX and Rico Nasty. Um, so, you know, it's cool to kind of think that there are artists that, you know, are working within the pop music world that could definitely bring more metal and more brutal influences into their stuff. So your next pick, I don't know if I'm going to say the name of the artist right, but the Sid Iridium. That's an Italian band. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I thought this was really cool. Now, I, I discovered them uh, live, actually. Um, I, it was summer of 2019. I went to a Celtic festival here in Italy, you know, not too far away from where I live. And at one point, a, a friend told me, oh, you know the city's playing? And I'm like, who? <laughs> Uh, the Sid, just been in China. They, they're doing world tours. I'm like, wow. <laughs> now, he asked me, name some Italian bands that do world tours, you know? Right. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's not, not too many bands that do that. You can think of Lacuna Coil, yeah. Rhapsody of Fire, and The Sid, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, it is something so catchy. Yeah, I, I I feel I feel like maybe maybe I'm a bit weak with catchy things. Maybe 
you know, may get I get caught by catchy stuff. That's the point of catchy yeah. <laughs> uh, rhythms. Uh, this is amazing. Electronic music and folk are, get so well together. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, when I first heard the bagpipes, I thought, oh, this is kind of funny, you know, just because it's not what you were expecting. But then as like, you're listening to it, you're like, oh, wow, this like kicks and like it, it makes me think of like, um, football or soccer, you know, where I could picture this playing in like a big stadium with a bunch of people just kind of losing their minds. Some parts, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So as I said, I saw them live. I, I was literally almost on the stage, almost <laughs> got my arms on the stage. So I took a really close look and they, they also have this rocky vibe. Yeah. Cause they are, they have a guitar player, a bass player, uh, a sing, a singer. Well, it doesn't sing, but uh, you know, uh, the one who plays the flute and the bagpipe. And then they have a DJ with synthesizers and uh, sort of chopsticks and drums. That's something like I would love to just kind of see live just because I feel like the energy would be incredible. I'll look for them. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll, they'll get to, to the US uh, yeah. if, they, if they do world tours. I mean, yeah, <laughs> US is part US of should be number one place where everyone goes you know, <laughs> for music. Um, well, let's roll on into my next pick, which was 48 Roses by Mariachi El Bronx. Um... Yeah. Best music video ever. <laughs> oh, I didn't watch the video. <laughs> That's so fun. What's the video like? It's this guy who has like 48 lovers in his house and he's trying to hide them one another. It's so funny. Oh, that's funny. Um, the reason I chose this is really kind of more of a circumstance, I guess, just because, you know, when you end up thinking about uh, you know, kind of bands that are like, oh, well, why does this work? You know, I end up thinking um like a band like the Bronx uh, this is a side project for a band called the Bronx and the Bronx are like a hard rock kind of like heavy metal hardcore inspired you know just kind of band but then they have this mariachi side project that is also very good and very accomplished in their own right um yeah it's like mariachi who grew up listening to green day yeah yeah playing. there's definitely still kind of like that alt rock feeling to them yeah, I I don't know. It's not really my thing, you know, yeah. that kind of music. But I appreciated again the the rock vibe. As we said, rock and metal go with everything, and yeah. this is yet another example. So, if, if you're into like hard rock stuff, definitely worth checking out the Bronx. They're like, you know, I will. not so much metal, but more like you know, kind of gritty, harder rock than like, you yeah. know. Well, I grew up with Rise Against, so... Uh, yeah. Rise Against is probably a very good comparison to like the type of music that they make. Um, but let's roll on into your next pick, which was Souvenirs d'un autre monde by Alceste. 
Yeah, it's French. So souvenir de notre monde, I guess it's pronounced. Uh, this is one of the uh, best genre in terms of the contrast that, that there is between the uh, music and the lyrics. Now, we're talking about black gaze. It's defined black gaze. Now, I don't really like to, you know, put songs into a perfect genre, but this is what Wikipedia says, and I, <laughs> I, I kind of agree, because the, the atmosphere overall, it's really relaxed. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like you're dreaming. Uh, the lyrics are about, uh, this song in particular, the lyrics are about some kind of force in the woods, in the forest, you know, that calls you to another world. So uh, that's the, the vibe, you know, the atmosphere you get. But the guitars are black metal. Yeah, and it's got that this contrast. Now, Souvenir de Notre Monde is the pro- one of the saddest songs I've ever heard in my life. Like, uh, I hardly ever get uh, emotional when listening to, to music, when watching movies. I'm, I'm not that kind of person. I'm really cynical. Yeah. This one, first time I, I listened to that, I'm like, why am I sad right now? <laughs> it's, very, it's very heavy. I'm looking at the lyrics of the second verse right now, and it's, you know, it's intense. <laughs> You know, it even is. if like musically you can kind of listen to it and kind of relax the way, you know, a lot of that like black gaze stuff works, you know, this in terms of like being depressing really kind of, you know, it might be the saddest song on either of our playlists. The, their discography, which doesn't have really a low point, there are a few maybe we, we could say maybe a couple of disappointing songs, but they, they all they always kept a really high level. And sometimes sometimes he screams, you know? Sometimes yeah. there are growls. <laughs> uh, like in a proper black metal song. Yeah. But the way they are assembled with um, with, with everything else makes it not actually not heavy at all to listen to. Like anyone could listen to this song and still be, yeah, and, and still enjoy it. It's not like black metal that you have to be a, a madman to enjoy it. Yeah, that's kind of this is kind of within the realm of like my friends that don't listen to metal or like can't really listen to stuff with screaming in it. I'm kind of like you know check a band like Alcest out or a band like Death Heaven or something like that just because I'm like this is a yep. little bit more ethereal. You can kind of get down to it. Roll on in to my next pick, which. Speaking of black metal, my next pick was Zeal and Arter's Don't You Dare. which is a combination of black metal and uh, black spirituals, um, which ends up- Yeah, I, I, of... now, this is probably the my favorite off of your playlist. Oh, thank you. Uh, they're uh, like, they're probably my favorite band in metal today. So I, I searched 
them on Wikipedia and says avant-garde metal, melodic death, black metal, post-black metal, soul. Like what the yeah. <laughs> Well, because that was kind of what drew me because like they kind of draw on like, you know, the type of, you know, spirituals that, you know, when people were slaves in the United States would sing, you know, and, you know, kind of combined those two, that with black metal. And the lead singer said, well, I kind of think of it as, you know, you listen to those old spirituals and it's people singing about God and turning to religion for kind of a solve. And he's like, well, I thought, well, what if they turned to Satanism <laughs> and they did those same songs, but about the devil. And I think that like, when you have a song like this, it's really kind of cool because there are moments that it just kind of sounds like a blues rock song, but then, you know, you get those really intense screaming moments and, you know, it sound he sounds scary when he's like actually singing like the chorus. Absolutely, it was unexpected the yeah. the way the song builds up. Uh, in thinking, maybe uh, I was trying to make a comparison, but uh, I don't know. I feel like this song could could really feel into a church, you know, for a prank. You say, <laughs> I have this song about. You know, soul uh, and sneaking uh, be so funny. I hate churches uh, and religion. Uh, sorry, religious people listening. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no. So on their first album, I think the first song, it, it sounds much more like a church song. But the line is, the only good God is a dead one. <laughs> and, you know, it sounds like, you know, something you expect to hear in a church. But then you hear that line and he, he does say that it's kind of a tongue in cheek oh. joke a little bit. I don't know if it's real. But there's this old story uh, circulated on the internet years ago. Uh, I read it and I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't forget it. It's about a guy who said, you know, that I once convinced the priest, my church, to play "Grace" by Lamb of God. <laughs> yeah, that's the calm intro, and then he gets mad. So uh, hopefully, someone will do this with. Um, with this song. Let's roll on into your next pick, which was Stick Stickly by Attack Attack. Now, you know that emo and metalheads don't really get along really well. At least they didn't when uh, back in the days, you know. If you're a metalhead, you, you want to eat emo's head off, you know, <laughs> chop them off and, and see them dead because they already like being dead, so it's no problem. <laughs> uh, I, I, can, I can slit your wrist for you if you want, emo person. <laughs> so that's the thing, but uh, I discovered this song uh, from a YouTube channel. I don't know if, if you know the Punk Rock MBA. Oh, called. yes. <laughs> yeah. Love the Punk Rock MBA. So I I, I, don't know, I just got one of his videos and he talked about this crab core, not crap core, crab, crab core. core. I, <laughs> <laughs> because the, the guitar players are <laughs> are leaning on their legs with their legs spread and uh, kind of look like a crab. Um, 
And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's let's take a listen to this song. And it's your regular metalcore emo yeah. music. And then out of nowhere, there's this electronic drop, so catchy. And I'm like, yeah, well, I got to listen to this while running. This is perfect. It's so funny because I used, I remember when the song first came out and I was in like middle school or high school or something. And I would like go on YouTube and comment on these guys' videos and be like, these guys suck, you know, screw this. <laughs> because I, you know, I was kind of like, oh, you know, I was like the metalhead that was like, ads, ah, fuck these emo kids. But, uh, you know, it's so funny because these guys have grown to be kind of influential because like on an artist like 100 Gex because they fused pop and dance music with metal very seamlessly. And now there are so many people that do that. Uh, they, they had a song about MySpace, I think. So this is the most emo thing ever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, if I can. So one of their songs is called What Happens If I Can't Check My MySpace When We Get There? <laughs> <laughs> Now tell me this is not emo. <laughs> that's like that's like a song that you would have on your MySpace profile. <laughs> and actually, one of the members is uh, Caleb Shomo. Is his name? Like the, the lead singer of oh, Bertooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That's cool. I knew he's, that like they were doing stuff now, but yeah, he's um, he sings on Attack Attack's last album, second to last at least, because I know they released something recently. But uh, Caleb Shomo is a really talented guy. Yeah. I, I love Beartooth. Yeah. I love Beartooth. I've always enjoyed Beartooth from what I've listened to. Um, and this is just so cool, too, just because it, you know, bands like Bring Me the Horizon now that really kind of use the electronics, you know, this was clearly a predecessor to all that stuff. Yep. Um, but anyway. Plus, like, there's no longer the Metalhead versus Emo fight. So. Yeah. Now they can get more attention like they should deserve. Yeah, I think there's more people that are just kind of like, I like listening to a lot of different stuff. Yep. Um, but let's roll on into my next pick, which was uh, Drugs by Lil Aaron. For me, this is just a fun song, but I really think that, like, in terms of fusing, like, that pop-punk kind of, like, Blink-182 type sound with Trap, he kind of does this the best and the most fun. Yeah, I think that it could uh, be useful to the rock community. Um, let me talk real quick about the thing we have in Italy. It's called uh, the Sanremo Festival. It is the most important uh, music festival. Uh, they, they, they put on live TV, you know, they're the most famous uh, pop radio-friendly artists that uh, sing their new songs. And uh, so most of the times, you know, it's your regular uh, song, all the same, all the same music. Uh, it's always the same lyrics, all about love songs with the popish. Uh, 
on <laughs> music and it, it really sucks. I mean, it, most of the songs really, really, really do suck. And the winner of Soremo Festival goes to the Eurovision Song Contest. So this year, uh, a band called Maneskin won. And they're actually a rock band. And they played a rock, alternative rock song called Zitti e Buoni, which translates to, uh, what's Zitti? Well, basically, shut up, uh, you know, shut up, be quiet, you know, stay calm, uh, something like that. Uh, and people were divided into, you know, people who said, oh, this is not real rock. What are you doing, guys? You know, if you listen to Maneskin, you're not a real rocker. And people said, oh, no, they, they, actually, it is a cool rock song. And I'm, I'm kind of in the middle because I think that if, if these guys become really famous with this kind of songs, then maybe someone who is a fan of them go, goes and listen maybe to Nirvana, maybe to Rise Against, yeah. maybe to Audio Slave, I don't know, and discovers... Uh, maybe it gets from pop to rock and then discovers all this beautiful world that we call rock and metal. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where I started. I started listening to Green Day and then I uh, progressively got into Rise Against, then Nickelback, then Metallica, then all the metal world, you know? Yeah. So maybe someone can listen to this kind of music and then get into rock and the same goes with drugs you know yeah that's it, it's called drugs, that's yeah. kind of the way i feel about um machine gun kelly with his new album where it's like oh machine gun kelly he's this rapper he's making this pop punk album where i don't i don't like that album i don't like the music on it there aren't any real songs i didn't like the, the song drugs either but yeah maybe but, someone can listen to this and and then discover some really cool stuff yeah and that's kind of what I think about where I'm like, oh, if this opens the door to people to check out other stuff that they may not have heard before, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, and drugs I think is just fun because it's got it's got Travis Barker, it's got that cool hook, it's got the fun breakdown with the trap beat on on it. You know, I really have come to love stuff that has crazy auto tune on the vocals. Um, but yeah, you know, I like things that kind of open doors instead of closing them because. Uh, like you said at the top, a lot of metalheads and rock people are kind of close-minded and elitist, you know, where yep. they're like, I'm not going to listen to this, but someone that likes pop might be into this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, if it's possible the contrary, but maybe, maybe you know, Ozzy Osbourne that uh, got the, those two songs, one with Travis Scott and uh, uh, what's Post the other Malone. guy name? Uh, Post Malone. Post Malone, yeah. Yeah. Uh, really cool songs, by the way. I, I enjoyed them. Yeah, I'm not listening to trap, but yeah. I, I don't know if there's any metal who started listening to trap after those two songs by Ozzy. They're well, really they, cool songs. They just did, uh, you said you were a punk rock NBA fan. He just did a video about trap metal, which uh, I oh, was really? like, oh, this is super cool. Um, but uh, let's roll on into your next pick, which was Pointers by the Algorithm. This guy deserves so much more than he than 
I don't know how, how many hundreds, thousands views he has. He's really talented. This is, is another French artist. Guy? Yep. Oh, that's a solo awesome. project. Uh, I think he used to be in a metal band as well. Maybe a yeah. guitar player, bass player. I'm not really sure. And he has this electronic project, uh, EDM mixed with metal, with dubstep. It's amazing. Also, all his song title are something that refer to the ICT world. I'm a web developer, so, I, <laughs> so, so it, it really the algorithm is the name of, of the project of the band. Uh, the song is called Pointers. Other of his famous songs are like uh, Trojans, uh, Brute Force, also you know, <laughs> uh, Force Your Password, or Pythagoras is another great song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought this was... I discovered it on Spotify, actually, this oh, one. Nice. A few years ago with the Discover Weekly, maybe, um, playlist. Amazing. It, it is amazing. People listening, you have to check the algorithm out. If you like electronic music, whether you like electronic music or dubstep or rock or metal, you have to listen to this guy. He's amazing. Yeah, because this I thought was cool just because it was also... You know, it's kind of very technical. It doesn't have vocals. So some people that metal, the vocals are kind of the barrier for entry where they're like, I can't get past it. This is kind of a cool, like middle ground between the electronic and, you know, real kind of technical metal. It's so cool. It is really technical. It's one of those bands. It's kind of like listening to progressive metal, but you don't really know where the song is heading to. Billions of different uh, rhythms. Uh, collapsing one another and changing uh, from 30 seconds it's a rhythm then it gets to another one let's roll on into my next song which I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right but I believe it's another French title Du Bals Dance La Tite by Pensées Nocturnes De Ball dans la tête. Ah. I think. Yeah. I studied French for a few years, but I don't really remember. So, but is it like two something inside my head, inside the head? I don't know what balls uh, written like that means. You know, it's funny. I've, I've been listening to this band for a few years now, and I've never thought to look up what the lyrics mean or what the song titles translate to. Um, uh, but, oh, it, balls, actually. Oh. <laughs> well, that makes it because they dress like clowns and it's circus metal. Yeah. Circus metal. I, honestly, I cringed when I listened <laughs> to this. It's fa- That's fair. It's kind of it. I feel like it is something of like a shock value sort of thing overall. Yeah. Um, no, I'm that kind of guy that if uh, I don't know why and I don't really i don't really, really want to explain myself why but i i never save like uh, soundtracks you know from from a movie i said music for movies is one thing and music for music is another thing right don't ask me why but i i never listen to uh 
uh, a soundtrack after I, I see a movie. I don't know why. Maybe the only exception is Lux Eterna, you know, the, the, the song out of Requiem for a Dream, which is something out of this world. But uh, <laughs> this feels wrong. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. The ball down the tête feels wrong. <laughs> I mean that's that's fair. It it is kind of shocking. I think that I think that it's fun. You know, I think that like for what it is, you know, it's not something that I necessarily go out of my way a whole lot to go listen to. But when I do listen to it, I enjoy it. Uh, but I think that kind of you know the shock value. They were like, okay, let's do black metal and like use it with circus music and dress like clowns. And I'm game for that. You know, people already think clowns are scary. Let's make them scarier. Yeah, clowns and black metal. That's <laughs> can we get even scarier? I don't think so. Yeah, and even like looking at pictures of these guys, it's very fun. You know, it's you know, it's one of those things that you know it it works better than I feel like it should. You know, and that's not to say that it's necessarily for anyone, but like I think, you know, it's it's almost like listening to Guar. Uh, oh yeah, know, yeah. Where the spectacle the, the... is just as much a part of it. Yeah. But I see yeah, what the... you mean, where you think like like the circus music doesn't necessarily fit. Well, maybe maybe there are circus metal fans out there. Yeah. It so, seems like uh... they're they're uh, they have an okay following in. Uh, France, you know, probably do some club shows. <laughs> French people are weird. It's already our third French song. That's true. I don't, they just can't. I don't know. I, I don't know why. Uh, I guess because I guess I don't. Know. I don't know enough about France to really speculate why they're weird. Well, they're really talented. I mean, let's say they're they're true artists, so that yeah. we don't offend anyone. Um, well, let's roll on into your next pick, which was We Own the Night by Dance Gavin Dance. Never, never could have thought that I, I would enjoy pop music this much. <laughs> yeah, dance. Of, co- of course, it's not full pop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they're kind of another band, sort of in that vein, where they really did a good job of combining pop elements and like being sort of a, a weird outsider of their respective scene. This is one of those songs that I discovered. Now, I, I have sort of a guilty pleasure. It's that I, I like sometimes to watch reaction videos. You know, yeah, there are billions of videos of people reacting to music on YouTube. It's yeah. a really cheap content. Uh, most of the times it's people that don't really know anything about music, but enjoy you know, to, to headbang to some kind of rhythm. Yeah. Say, oh, I like it. I like and. I don't know why, but metal hit is the the, the most uh, common uh, music to react to. Maybe because it's different. Maybe because there's a strong community that knows. Maybe because it's so different and so uh, wide that you can find 
a whole different bunch of interesting things. And this is one of them. I discovered it on, on a reaction video. And when the, the growl part starts, like this is really well fit in. The growling part that yeah. gets into the, the, the chorus, it's well done. Yeah, they're kind of, uh, they're, uh, you know, I wish I knew more about Dance Gavin Dance because they've never been a band that's really appealed to me. But like, they're, they're kind of so respected within like the emo warp tour pop punk metalcore sort of scene um you know and this is very you know very good very catchy you know and even though it's got a lot of the technical elements where like you could tell that all these guys are very good musicians you know it's not you know it's still very intense for what it is you know yeah. while being catchy yeah, this gets you. This is another band that's really accessible for those who maybe are trying to get into rock and metal music. This is something I would start with. Yeah. And I think I forget who's the member of the band that is super popular. But um, I remember when this album came out, a lot of people were kind of talking about it as like, sort of a game changer for Dance Gavin Dance. Um, you know, admittedly, I don't think I listened to the whole thing when it came out, um, but very cool, big album. Yep. Cool. Uh, let's roll on into my next pick, which was Brindle yep. Brickhead's Unprecedented Fe Ferocity I by hate Now, if I cringed with circus metal, what should I say about dog metal? <laughs> uh, this, uh, well, I mean, that was why I picked it. It's very out there, you know, where, you know, it kind of is pretty regular hardcore, but then you get the dog barking. Yeah, I don't know why people do this, but apparently they have a following and, and many more people follow this kind of things than my podcast. So I cannot say anything about it. <laughs> Well, so apparently the guy, one of the guys in the band is actually like a politician now. He's like um, a New York City councilman. So like I've listened to him on a podcast talking about, you know, his background in hardcore and punk and stuff. And he was saying, oh, yeah, you know, I was one of the guys in K9, K9S. And it was really fun because we would just kind of try to rile the dog up and, you know, get him growling and barking. Um, but I, I this one I always just kind of think is funny and it's kind of goofy, um, you know, and I think that it's kind of perfect because as someone that's written about music for a bunch of publications, sometimes when I write about like a hardcore band or, you know, depending on the metal vocalist, you know, barking is the perfect description for the way the vocals sound. Um, and I think that getting the literal barking is very funny to me. Yeah, you won't find many, many vocal vocalists that are better than a dog yeah. when singing death metal. Um, but yeah, I, I cringe as well. <laughs> I cringe. 
great so much well when you were listening you were kind of you were probably just kind of like okay this is kind of whatever and then were you kind of taken aback when you realized it was a dog well, i i was okay until the first two maybe three barks and then i was like oh is this the whole song <laughs> well but this is again another form of sort of avant-garde yeah arts uh i remember there was a guy who recorded an album maybe with with uh, insane people screaming in the um, I, I don't remember, maybe schizophrenic people or people with some kind of mental issues and he recorded them and then made an album out of it. Oh, I'm so, not yeah. that. I, the other um, thing that it made me think of um, and I thought about including is there's a band called Hate Beak, uh, which is kind of the same concept, but it's a metal band, but their lead singer is a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> so At least parrot can, can sing words. That's true. <laughs> Um, let's roll on into your next pick, which was The One Inside by Shining. ever listen to really brutal jazz <laughs> well i mean i love jazz so like this kind of took me aback you know because when i was first listening i was like okay cool kind of typical metal and then once the saxophone came in i was like oh this is awesome and i love it how cool is that guy with yeah. the saxophone very it's like this may guy- i say he's sexy <laughs> <laughs> sexy um Sexy, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, how'd you come across this? I don't actually remember. Maybe on Spotify as well. Or maybe maybe on YouTube. I'm not really sure. But uh, I mean, listening to uh, progressive metal, you have this jazzy vibe often uh, with bands such as even death in their la- latest albums. Uh, I'm thinking about Atheist, which we'll cover <laughs> later. Uh, so, and listening to free jazz is always entertaining. Yeah, yeah. It's something, something relaxing, something at least for me. I mean, and listening to those two, two genre that it's not like it's metal with an influence of jazz. It's really jazz <laughs> with an influence of influenced by metal yeah uh, well because i've even had friends send me like crazy like jazz fusion stuff and they're like oh yeah this is cool and i'm listening and i'm like well this could be a heavy metal song if you just added distortion underneath it yeah there there are much uh, there are many many connection between jazz and metal that uh, you can think of and this one is the perfect bridge between the two genre. They also have this industrial uh, vibe. Like it's kind of like uh, Rammstein, Marilyn Manson, yeah. but with the saxophone. Uh, have you ever? Um, listened? Yep. Have you ever oh. listened to the Armed? The Armed. Uh, I don't think so. 
Yeah. Kind of reminded me a little bit of the arm. The arm, I think, does a little bit more with electronics, but kind of sonically that yeah. same sort of like brutality. Well, uh, yeah, well, basically it's similar to other songs that I put in my playlist because you could think of the algorithm, as I mentioned before, uh, but with the saxophone, the saxophone is the absolute uh, main character yeah. of Shining songs. Uh, uh, it plays a really important role and it fits really, really well into, into uh, their style. Absolutely. Um, let's roll on into my next song, which was Text Me Tomorrow by Eichlers. Look at me, I never leave my apartment. Look at me, I don't know how to act my age. Colorize, minimize my involvement. Slap myself to another day. Look at me, I never leave my apartment. Look at me, I don't know how to act my age. Colorize, minimize my involvement. Um, which I feel like this is probably the one you'd like to least <laughs> considering. It feels like you know those stupid uh, ringtones that get publicized, got publicized years ago. I know in, in the US, but here in Italy, we had many advertisements of oh, text this and you get the ringtone yeah. and it stucks to your head. It's kind of the same. I, I could see that. Well, because this this artist makes me think a lot of like 100 Gex with the, the popular stuff that they do. But there is kind of an aspect of ska music and hyper pop, you know, in this kind of juvenile breakup song. You know, it's not, you know, it's not necessarily the deepest thing in the world, but I just kind of think it's a fun pop song with the slight ska reggae-ish guitars in it, you know, just kind of a touch of you know, genre bending. Something that you could listen to on a beach. Yeah. Maybe while preparing uh, the, the, the night out, you know, something they put up before a concert on the beach, maybe. Uh, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of light. It's not necessarily uh, very, you know, it's not something that you need to think too much about, you know. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're driving. Um, you don't really mind. Uh, what's playing and it gets through. Yeah, it's like I, I would skip it. I would skip it definitely. But that's fair. This I, is like I, something I, I would have loved in college. I feel. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's roll on into your next pick, which was Bongo Bong by Manu Chow. Of the Congo, deep down in the jungle, I start banging my first bongo. Every monkey like to be in my place instead of me, cause I'm the king of bongo, baby, I'm the king of bongo bong. I went to the big town where there is a lot of sound, from the jungle to the city looking for a bigger crown. So I play my bongo for the people of big city, but they don't go crazy when I'm banging on my boogie, I'm the king of the Another French song. <laughs> <laughs> the French, they they just do whatever. Those damn French. Why are you so good at putting weird music out? Okay, this is a song that I feel like I've known it forever. And I remember that uh, again, I, I don't know why, but I was driving when me and my girlfriend still lived. Uh, far away, we, we lived about how many miles? Like 
hundred miles away oh, from each other before. Yeah, because uh, we met online, you know, and all yeah. that stuff. So sometimes I would drive uh, to to her place, and it it took one hour forty minutes, we have something like that together. Yeah. And sometimes I really didn't want to uh, play uh, music on my phone, just because I know it felt uh, maybe too much. Uh, you know, and you also the the highway way. the highway gets uh, have that noise. So uh, one day I said, okay, let's play radio instead. And we have a we have a couple of radios here in Italy that are quite a couple of popular radios. Uh, that play only rock music. It's mostly, you know, the, the very classic rock, talking about right. U2, uh, the Beatles, um, Radiohead, yeah, uh, something like that. And this song came up, and like, but this is not rock, this is reggae again. Yeah. But I loved it. And it's, it's a very nice change of pace from everything else that's kind of been on the playlist, where it's much more soothing, but it still has a bit of energy to it. This is the song of my playlist that answers the question, why does this work? <laughs> I really don't know why. <laughs> but the, I don't know, the, the energy that has the, the rhythm, uh, the fact that it's sung in Spanish, no, in, in English, sorry. It, it starts in English and then ends in French. Uh, in Spanish, it's, it's another song by Manu Chao. He sings in a lot of different languages, apparently. Um, I don't know. It, it, it makes me feel happy. Yeah. <laughs> even, even though the, the, the last part, it's really tragic. And it says, je ne t'aime plus, so I don't love you anymore. But, but even, uh, but like, you could still say something like that. And when it's kind of like the tone like this, you could still, yeah. kind of, for me as an American that doesn't know what he's saying, I was like, oh, cool. You know, this is. Uh, <laughs> oh, this you're breaking up with me, but I'm happy no matter what. <laughs> you know, still kind of fun and upbeat. Um, yeah, absolutely. This was really fun. Um, you know, and like I said, it's kind of calm, but it's still, you know, feel good. And like, you know, it has a pulse to it, you know, which is nice, you know, cause you could listen to soothing music that will kind of put you to sleep, but this is like good if you just need like to chill. Exactly. It doesn't put you to sleep. And I feel like I could listen to this song like 10 or 20 times on loop. I still don't get bored. Absolutely. I'm a person who gets bored really easily. <laughs> but this is this is one of those songs that I don't get bored with. Also, I, I should mention in this area, Pendulum, you know, Pendulum, drum and um, bass. I'm vaguely familiar. Yeah. They released a song uh, recently called Come Alive. And wow. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> th there's, there's already the one hour loop on YouTube and I, I will listen to it because it's so catchy and so uh i don't know it's something something that i, I really could listen on, on a loop for for hours and still love it absolutely not many songs can do that cool. <clears throat> but so let's roll on into the next one which uh was panic by gray matter yeah Till it comes back, it's coming. 
which uh, what did I listen to? Like <laughs> uh it's like ska and hardcore music. <laughs> Yet another interesting uh featuring. Yeah. It's uh you know, one of the Something that kind of, I've gotten very into ska in the past year where, you know, I follow uh, Ska Tune Network on all the socials and kind of follow what that guy does, you know, where he does kind of ska versions of different like punk and indie rock songs. Um, but he's been very uh, adamant about talking about how different genres embrace ska. So when I listened to Grey Matter, I was like, oh, this is has guys that are like growling, barking, but then it's got like the trombone and stuff in it that I think is very fun. Yeah, everything, every song, if you put uh, some happiness in it, some stupid happiness yeah. becomes ska. <laughs> uh, that's the best way I can describe this song. But yeah. it's... Uh, it's another song that flows by, you know, goes by, and don't really mind while listening to it, I think. But, you know, you sing it along. <laughs> uh, it's short. It's really short. Yeah. So uh, a cool a cool two minutes of ska, of yeah. randomness. Ska and hardcore. That's kind, of, that's kind of the thing that I like a lot about hardcore and, you know, the punk stuff versus like when I'm listening to metal, just because I feel like a lot of the metal songs that I love tend to be long, five, five minutes minimum, <laughs> you know, where I could, listen, I could listen to a hardcore record in the time it would take me to listen to sometimes two metal songs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's roll on into the next song, which was um, Fail It Till You Make It by Calibro35. Italian way, Calibro 35. Calibro. It's, uh, calibro means caliber. So you know, it's like the, the shotgun caliber yeah. 35. Uh, all right. So a bit of background here. Still Sanremo Festival. Still that one song maybe each year, that one single song is slightly decent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, this song is really good. Um so the, the artist's name are Daniele Silvestri, the, the lead singer. And then there was a rapper named uh, Rancore. And uh, weirdly, I noticed that in the song, it, the drummer was credited. And like, this is not usual, you know? Yeah. So there was this drummer called uh, Fab uh, Fabio Rondanini, his name. Uh, I should check it on Google. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Fabio Rondanini. Uh, so he said, yo, if he's credited, maybe he's done something cool in his life. Let's try to see, to check his music out. And I discovered that he's part of this group called Calibro 35. And they used to make uh, soundtracks for movies and TV shows. And I know what, what you're saying, I, but you hate you soundtracks. Said, yeah. 
yeah, I do. <laughs> but I don't know if this is part of some kind of soundtrack, but this track is so good that I couldn't, I couldn't resist and I had to save it on my Spotify. Yeah. It's catchy. It it's is. It's beautiful. Um, and like, you know, it does sound like a movie soundtrack, but it also kind of sounds like indie rock and jazz and electronic music. Um, you know, I'm just kind of looking on their Wikipedia page too, and it's not totally surprising that like a lot of rappers have sampled their stuff. Um, yep. It seems like, you know, like Jay-Z has used their stuff, Dr. Dre. And I mean, that kind of fits with this just because they, you know, it seems like they're all super talented musicians. Really? I didn't know Jay-Z used <laughs> the yeah, it says uh, on his track, Picasso Baby. I don't know which song of theirs it was. By the way, do you know that the inventor of, basically, but one of the inventors, but one of the most famous uh, dance music artists is Italian as well. <laughs> we created music on our own, basically. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot of great music that has come out of Italy, uh, you, know, especially, you know, throughout history, too. <laughs> yep. So... Yeah, not so. Uh, I'm looking for his, his name. Oh, Giorgio Moroder. Uh, there was this meme. I don't know if you, if you know that. Um, my name is Giovanni Giorgio, but they call me Giorgio. I don't know. Maybe it's Italian meme. Uh, but he won three Oscars. Oh wow! And yeah, and the <laughs> he worked uh, on the movies Flashdance and Top Gun. So it, it is another artist, okay? We're not talking about Calibro 35, Calibro yeah. 35. But, um, yeah, that, that's just to, to say that uh, we invented dance music as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bit of Italian pride here. But, um, <clears throat> favorite till you make it is funk. I guess we, we can define it as funk, jazzy. There's some, uh, a chorus. There's... Um, the piano that is super catchy so I, I just love it and why does this work again we're not here to look for the answer but to ask the question why exactly. the hell does this work why is it on my spotify playlist <laughs> that's all that's all the power of music um yeah let's roll on into my next pick which was jetpack blues sunset hues by anna managuchi video game music yeah uh, you know this is kind of the type of band that i i used to love anna managuchi um you know just because i you know not that i've ever been a big video game person but i think that you know they're you know even if you're someone that doesn't listen to soundtracks you know what like the super mario brothers song sounds like or you know different stuff from different video games and hearing a band kind of incorporate rock music along with that was very cool and to know that there are like bands that are specialized in this type of stuff is very fun is yet another part of a dark place of music where a few people dare to 
get through the door and, and take a listen to, to these subgenres that are. If you think about it, it's I mean, think does this stuff even exist? And basically, there's there's room for everyone in music. Yeah. This is yet another example. Absolutely, I always. So we are talking. We're talking about rock and metal music without talking about rock and metal music, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like one of those things where I remember someone playing me. Uh, there was a kid I went to high school with that was very into chiptune music and like made his own stuff very often, and he would tell me like, "Oh yeah, I like programmed this." And like, you know, the kid seemed like he didn't necessarily have any musical experience, just kind of like knew, knew his way around programming. And I was like, oh, this is super cool, which I think like Anna Noguchi does very well. Yeah. It's well-crafted. Yeah. It's not my thing. Again, I'm not really into 8-bit yeah. or video game music, but uh, it is definitely well-crafted. And it's not like the neon cat that's just stupid and stuck to your head. It's, this yeah. is actually <laughs> almost made. trying to like make a soundtrack without it necessarily being for something. Yep. Um, let's bring this on home with your last song, which was Rats by Ghost. most popular song out of my playlist i think yes and this one I, I i picked this one just for the meme i i saw this meme uh, a few months ago maybe and i loved it and it goes like uh, uh, something you know a dialogue and a guy says oh you know sleepknot is not a real metal band and the sleepknot fans go Oh no, why you say that? No, you're mean. It's not true. They're real metal. I listen to this love lead not this real metal. And then under that, the same dialogue, but it goes, Oh, you know, ghost is not real metal. And the ghost fan says, Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I don't care. This is cool, man. <laughs> No, that's because like for me, I've I've never gotten into Ghost. I've tried. I have a friend that is a huge fan, um, but you know they're like the type of band that like I appreciate. I appreciate the theatrics, even if the music has never really done it for me. They have this lore of the the popes, yeah, uh, and and Cardinal Copia, the the latest character. It, it is. I saw them live actually, my last concert. December of 2019, full COVID breakdown, even though we didn't know about it. <laughs> so, so the place was packed with people. So now you can't if I didn't caught COVID, if I, if I didn't if I didn't catch COVID there, I probably <laughs> caught COVID. <But> wow. <laughs> Thinking back at it, it, it was quite scary because you know Italy was was hit quite hard by COVID and. Yeah. December of 2019 in a, in a place packed of people from all around Italy. <laughs> yeah, well, because I don't but, uh, Nonetheless, amazing concert. Amazing concert. I still have... I still have a couple of $666 banknotes they, they throw uh, when the, the show is about to end. It is a beautiful show to, to watch. 
actually. Oh, I'm sure. And their music, their music, I really enjoyed their music. That's all I can say. But I picked them just for for this meme. <laughs> That's totally amazing meme. Uh, well, let's roll on into my last song, which uh, was Mother Man by Atheist. You know, I figure when I was younger and like I was trying to defend metal as like art and technical and stuff, I would always point to Atheist because jazz and death metal. Same. You know. Same. Um, you know, to 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 feel like you're more uh, more well-rounded person. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I was like, I, I like oh, metal. I also listen to Atheist. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the days, I used to listen to Venom uh atheist cynic and all this kind of stuff cynic is another great band by the way on the uh, same so. page of uh atheist but uh yeah probably it was just to scare off my religion teacher because yeah <laughs> this is this is another episode i sometimes tell that uh in italy we have one hour uh, even in in high school uh no matter what school you choose to, to go to, you have one non-compulsory hour per week of religion. And it's not that they teach you uh, Catholicism, it's nothing like that. It's more a way to say, oh, it's an hour where we discuss your problems. Uh, oh, okay. Something like that. It's called religion, but it's not actually that you study religions or Catholicism. So you should be like, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe they should call it some kind of psychology you know yeah just to, to give you uh some the, the how it feels like and i everyone did that so i i, I took the class it was even though it was non-compulsory then when i got my driving license i dropped it but that's another story um and the teacher was like the teacher was a really you know really small christian uh woman you know jesus and <laughs> <laughs> and she once asked, "What what are the, the things that can make a man stray further from God?" And I'm like, yeah, music. <laughs> I listen to black metal. Uh, also, <laughs> also I'm left on my atheist T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I, I talked about the Norwegian black metal scene. You know, the, the church is burning. Yeah. She says, "Oh, you listen to this kind of stuff?" Yeah, I, yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> also, also worth of mentioning, I'm left-handed. So uh, she saw okay. that, she saw that, she <laughs> probably she she thought I was the devil because she she would run away every time we we crossed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It was uh, so funny. I was like seventeen years, sixteen, seventeen years. It was so <laughs> so funny to <laughs> to see this teacher. It's completely the, the, the shits his <laughs> her pants when when she sees you. It's so right. funny. That's like yeah. That's you. <laughs> That's something I would have loved when I when I was like 14, 15 years old. But yeah, you know, atheist, I think, you know, despite, you know, kind of having the not even satanic because their band is called atheist, you know, if they were like that, 
yeah if they were called satanist it would fit but like despite having the name atheist they really were just innovative in kind of being like oh we're gonna you know take that jazz influence and the crazy time signatures and stuff and make it into you know metal and they really kind of do that super well with the bass and drums i think that that's really yeah the 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 guitar is quite it's not really the main instrument here the guitar is quite uh, okay i'm not a musician i know nothing about music in technical way but the guitar feels quite normal it's like and then they said yo with the bass and drums let's go nuts yeah but then maybe improvise even yeah, I, I I feel like maybe they improvise something on their albums. The result is great. Yeah, and then when you get to the guitar solo, it's also kind of yep. you know it still also sounds like that jazz fusiony type stuff like that. I said my friend would said to me, and I was like, oh, you know, if you put like a blast beat underneath it, this would be <laughs> a metal song. You know, you yep. could lift this and put it over you know a Miles Davis song, and it would work. Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, Stefano, those were all the songs. Do you have any honorable mentions? Well, yeah, <laughs> there could be a lot of honorable mentions here. Uh, as I mentioned before, Come Alive by Pendulum is an absolute banger. And well, now, now that you're asking, I, I actually, you know, my mind faded out. And I, that's what I, that I happens to me all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I've got so many things in mind. And then <laughs> Let's scroll through my Spotify, maybe. Oh, another another cool band from Italy that I should mention is called Plugs of Apocalypse. Uh, oh. Often referred to as POA. They play uh, really light metal. <laughs> um, and also, also uh, you guys in the US have Weirdo Jankovic. Oh. We in Italy have Nano World of Steel. They are amazing. They they put out a a song uh, maybe last year a couple of years ago called Norwegian Reggaeton. (laughs) Not going to say anything more. (laughs) I mean, it sounds silly, just kind of off. It it is the silliest, best song you'll ever listen to. Oh, Attack Attack released a new song right now. Oh well, (laughs) maybe that'll be the outro. This has been a Lug Hole Podcast. <laughs>